0: So I can uh, actually read it. Um, can you hear me? Am I on? Ooh, maybe. Excellent. Um, I, I do, I do love you. I'm just standing back here because I'm using the tie clip, so we, and I'm behind the speakers. Um, I might be a bit smelly as well, so just uh, keeping keeping my distance. Um, but um, thank you for John for inviting me back to preach. Um, I always find that the subjects that John gives me to be really challenging, so I'm not quite sure whether John likes my <laughs> preaching or he's using it as an excuse to, to show me things in my life that I need to, to work on. Um, to introduce myself, my name is Phil. Uh, me and my wife uh, Jess have just gone out with the kids. Um, we've been um, at Oasis for uh, uh, just over a year and a half now, um, and it's been really good to see what um, God is doing in us um, as a church every Sunday as we step out into him and worship him and to just experience more of God, basically. Um, I always like to do this dic- disclaimer because I think it's a bit different when someone um, like me stands up here versus John. Um, I'm I'm by no means perfect, and uh, I think John would say he's not perfect as well. Um, but, so everything that I'm saying today is something that I'm working on in my own life. So I'm not here standing at a pulpit saying, you should do this, this, this. This is something that we all should, should be doing, and I'm... Uh, just as bad, if not worse, than all of you. Um, But just to um, recap on um, our Love Without Limits series, um, this is looking at Romans 12 to 21. Um, And when John first um, sent me this passage, i was just taken back at just how dense it is. It's sort of sentence after sentence after sentence of fantastic advice, but sort of challenging scripture as well. Um, And it it struck me how much I'd missed this passage before, um, as I was reading through Romans. It just completely was invisible to me. Um, uh, the, the beginning of Romans 12 starts off big. It's uh, in view of God's m- mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, uh, holy and pleasing to God. That's a, that's a heavy hitter um, and a popular verse that we all like to, to say to one another. Um, and then it goes on to another another uh, well known one Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Uh, which we, like, we love to say that's a, that's a good hope that God can transform our mind. Um, and then it goes on further. Um, In Christ, though, many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Um, And that sort of echoes the the passage in Corinthians about one body, many parts, which we love to to, to shout to each other, saying we're all doing different things in the church. Isn't it great? But um, at the bottom of this this chapter, there's there's a small, uh, densely packed um, section on how we are to love without limits, um, which uh, really, really spoke to me as, as I looked into it further. Um, I'll just read um, verses 9 to 13, as um, I don't want to spoil any of John's future sermons as he continues the series. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Um, so John, um, start off the series: um, how we need to um, love sincerely. Um, we take off our masks and say, um, if, if someone asks us how we're doing, we, we drop our default response of "I'm doing fine" or "I'm doing all right." Just grab some water. Um, which, um, for me, that was uh, that was challenging enough, really, because. Um, I love, you know, doing. Oh, I'm doing fine. You know, I'm a bit tired, a bit busy at work, but um, it never go, goes beyond that. You know, I never really expose what's really going on in my life. Um, but it went on for that. Um, we um, we love sincerely by clinging on to good, and we cling on to good by rejecting evil, um, and allowing God to show us in our lives um, the good and bad um, in our in our everydays. Um, And if that wasn't challenging enough, um, we then uh, looked at devoting ourselves to one another placing one another higher than ourselves, um, and being family together in God's presence. Um, and then uh, we went on to see um, about keeping our spirits bubbly, going to God again and again, but then also looking at um, the total peace that God provides for us as well, which is um, very special. Um, and finally, we are to rejoice in hope, one of uh, God's greatest gifts to us in the world. We're to be patient and um, when we're going through difficult times, and as John said today, you know, we should rejoice when we're going through difficult times. Um, we know Jesus finished it on the cross, yeah. um, and, and through pain, uh, pain brings transformation and new life um, through us as well. Um, and, and let's uh, continue in prayer, keeping our attention on our good, good Father. Um, and now on to verse 13 then this morning, share with the Lord's people who are in need, practice hospitality, which is a perfect verse for um, Harvest Sunday, was that planned? <laughs> All planned, in the Verticomps. Um I'll just uh, open up with a, with a quick prayer. Jesus, thank you for all you have given us, individually and uh, as a privileged country, Lord. Help us uh, to share what you've given with us, with those around us who need it. And thank you, Lord, for our harvest offering today. We pray it is used wisely and given to those who need it most. And Lord, you knew that we dropped those things off in Tesco, Father. Even if John doesn't believe us, convict him, convict him, Lord. Amen. Um, who likes sharing? Soup. Very good, very good. Um, I can tell you some things um, that Jess doesn't like sharing with, sharing with me. Chocolate. No, no, chocolate's fine. It's not, that's not a big thing in our, in our house. Um, there's, uh, there's two things that Jess doesn't like sharing with me. Um, food on a platter when it's not on a plate. That's referred to in our household as danger food. <laughs> Uh, everything, everything on your plate. <laughs> everything on your plate is safe. Anything not on your plate is uh, danger food. Um, the second thing she doesn't like sharing with me is the duvet, because I, uh, I'm a giant duvet hog, and, I, um, and slowly throughout the night, I will sort of c- cocoon myself in the duvet, sort of stealing bit from her, bit by bit. Um, we had the uh, young adults brunch yesterday, um, where everyone came, and um, some of the young adults and kids came around um, our house, which was lovely. It was good to sort of spend time together and uh, get to know each other a bit more. Um, But it was also, for me, a very rude awakening into the world of kids. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Not at all, not at all. Um, One kid is great, six of them is uh, a bit much. It sort of uh, goes exponential um, as they all sort of congregate together in one space. And our living room isn't very large, so this was all in quite a contained space. But I discovered yesterday that kids um, also have problems with sharing. Um, if you've got the best toy, then, uh, then I want it. I'm going to try and take it from you. Um, preaching is very difficult without your own kids to use a sermon <laughs> illustration. So I'm going to steal some other kids now for, to, for the purposes of uh, this illustration. Um, but I tried to instigate some sharing yesterday between uh, Bella and Charlie with um, a pirate ship. And um, I tried to sort of have a sort of equal equal sharing, equal time, or you can both play together. Never again. Never again. <laughs> Um, if you can broker peace with two toddlers on a pirate ship, then you, you know you've got all the qualifications. Go, Israel and Palestine will be easy. You'll be a double walk in the park. You've done it. Um, but this verse, share with God's people who are in need. Um, we've gone a bit posh this series, and we're starting to read from the ESV for some reason, which is um, contribute to the needs of the saints, which, which sounds very posh, but it basically just means all these people in, in, in this room share what you have with them, basically. Um, and what do we need um, to be able to share with God's people? Uh, we need a call for help. We need to know that someone's in need. Um, and we need a response. Um, or we need um, a bat signal and the Batman, which uh, Reuben's wearing his Batman pajamas today, which is the biggest confirmation of a word I've ever received, so that's good. <laughs> um, Galatians 6.2 says, Carry each other's burdens, and in the, this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Which is fantastic all we need to do is carry each other's burdens and it's, it's done it's completed but if we are if we're loving loving sincerely if we're, we're dropping our mask and saying you know i'm i'm struggling struggling this month we're involved in each other's lives we know what's going on we know the people in our in our um, community in our church who are in need um, and need our assistance when there's ups and downs in people's life we stand with them but we're also vulnerable enough to share the downs in our lives, share the situations. I wasn't, you know, um, standing next to someone, you know, I wasn't prepared for this bill this month, and I'm struggling financially. What can I, what can I do to help? Um, Andy um, is um, our Batman this, uh, this week, as um, we're, uh, uh, we needed a table tennis um, table for Limitless, uh, and we needed a van to take it from um, St. Andrews and Shottery over to our building, which is like a two-minute trip, but it's quite awkward to carry. Um, so you, uh, I guess you didn't know that Andy wore, uh, wears spandex uh, and was came to our <laughs> came to our aid uh, in the, in the bat van. There's an image. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I thought I'd use Andy as an example of you know uh, we had a need, uh, but we shared we shared our need. We said you know uh, we 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 knew that Andy probably had access to a van, but then um, Andy delivered on that and and he helped us out. Um, So what is our response supposed to look like? If you look at um, Acts chapter 4, verse 32. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there was no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money for the, from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to anyone who had need. Now, I both love and am absolutely terrified of Acts. On one hand, the, the, the love that the apostles showed for each other, they uh, uh, accomplished spectacular and unimaginable things. Um, but secondly, it's just such a departure from our day-to-day lives that it seems impossible how, how we're sort of supposed to get there. Um, it's all my, my house, my money, my car, my food, my free time, my job. It's all my stuff, and you know, why should I share it with everyone else? But for me, the, the, the thing that works is um, submitting these things to God, is to saying, you know, God, I understand that these things are from you, and I have to, I have to do that daily. Um, I can't go 24 hours without, without you know, trying to take something back. Yeah, God, I know you've given me this job and, you know, you've given me the security. But, you know, last month I worked really hard, so I deserve this brand new espresso machine. You know, I've worked hard for this. Um, but here, the, uh, the apostles and the early believers were, um, knew everything came from God. They were living with that knowledge every day. And God loves it when we share what he's given um, to us. Uh, you know, God, God smiles upon that. Um, and Jesus says this is um, how other people know that we follow him, um, by loving one another. Um, and that's what more de- uh, demonstrable um, action than sharing what God's given us with other people as a, as a demonstration of love. Um, you can tell someone that you're a Christian um, until you're blue in the face, but until they see what change that makes in your life, they're just empty words. And I'm just um, staggered at how infectious that must have been. Um, Back in back in the New Testament, you know, you know Jim down the road, um, his house blew down. But then one of the Christians sold one of his fields, um, you know, and then Jim's got a brand new house with those fancy oil burners. But um, I just uh, I just think that would have been uh, such a, a testament, and, and no wonder why um, they were having um, adding people um, to their numbers daily. It was just uh, just this sort of um, infectious attitude that they had. Um, let's let's uh, try and give it all to God um, daily, if you need to hourly if you're like me. Not, I, I give things and then I take them back straight away sometimes. It's, yeah. um, it, makes it, very, it makes it easier to share um, if you're in the knowledge that God loves you um, and he'll provide for you. I, you know, I, if, if, you've, um, if you've got something, uh, but you know that God's going to replenish what you've given, it's, it's, it's easy to give. Um, and secondly, it's, it's, it's all his in the first place. We're just redistributing God's, God's wealth at the end of the day. Um, and in that, I, I pray that God uses you, um, but let's, um, let's share our burdens and distribute the load um, amongst us and the difficulties amongst us. Um, now, I love efficiency, um, and do you, I could tell you today that there is a way that you can get to know people's problems better and share your possessions with them at the same time. I'm, of course, inviting them around for a cup of tea and a biscuit and a good old chat, um, which needs, leads us on to the next part of um, the verse this morning. Um, which is practice hospitality, or pursue hospitality? Who here has a messy house? Very honest. Very honest. So, sort of messy, David. That's all right. Um, I, I, I like to say that. Two hands. Two hands up for Cara. Um, I like to say that our house is half junk and half empty. And our tidying is just moving the junk from one <laughs> part of the house to the other. Um, as I said, we had the, um, the young adults brunch uh, yesterday. And um, it, as you walk into our house, we've got a big sort of um, lots of hooks for a, a coat rack. And sort of 10 minutes before people came, I, I realized that um, it was just full of our coats, full of old bags, shopping bags, um, you know, coats that we haven't used in, in six months. So before everyone came, I literally just grabbed them all off. All off the coat hooks, walk them upstairs and dump them onto our bed, um, which was fine. And so I forgot them. Then they were there when I actually tried to go to bed. We we have um, we have something in our house called the ten minute tidy up, which is um, yeah. uh, before anyone comes, we we have a, a ten minute you know mad dash around the house um, to try and to try and tidy up um, before our guests arrive. Um, and this is such a big thing in our house that I actually bought a cordless hoover specifically for this job. So that if someone was coming, we could literally grab it off the wall, do a quick sweep around, and then put it back before they arrived. Um, and this was all going uh, well and good until um, very recently it clogged um, with, some, with some hair. I'm not, I'm not saying whose hair it was. <laughs> not naming any names. But the, uh, the 10 minutes tidy up turned into a 10-minute let's sweep it all under the sofa, five things under the sofa. But it, um, it really struck me recently um, how much of the tidying, uh, the cooking, the entertaining is for the benefit of guests. And how much is it for our own pride? Um, yeah. uh, what, what pride do we take in, in the things that we're doing? and what What's the reasons why we're doing them? For us, um, the last minute tidying was um, us attempting to give the appearance um, of a tidy and organized life. Um, when, truth, when being truthful, our life is chaotic day in, day out. We're rushing off here, rushing up there. Um, we often don't have time to have a tiny house. The floor, um, in our house, the floor is often dusty, and the hob has burnt on sauces on stock on top of it, and the dishwasher is overflowing completely. I was reading this to Jess earlier, and she was horrified. She was like, you're going <laughs> to reveal all our deepest and darkest secrets. Um, but often that... Um, that feeling of not being able to live up to the expectation can leave us really isolated. Um, we, we, we can't possibly invite them around. We've got the, you know, the, 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 um, the sink is full of pots and pans. We, we can't let people see that. Uh, we only have some, uh, some two potatoes and some manky old carrots. What possibly could we serve them which would, which would, which would be adequate? Um, now, Jess and I really love being in the kitchen. Um, we love preparing um, a, a good menu for our guests. Um, but isn't God good that um, He puts you in a church to humble you with um, an ex-mission star chef to really uh, <laughs> dig that in there? You think you're good, but then you taste the David's food. Like, I am, I am down here. Um, but really, the, the clean house, um, well-prepared food, um, the perfect family image is not the model of hospitality that um, Jesus showed to us um, in the Bible. Um, John chapter um, 21 tells us um, about Jesus showing himself to the disciples after his death and resurrection. And I love this story as um, Simon Peter and and some of his friends have been uh, out fishing all night um, and caught absolutely nothing. Um, And then Jesus rocks up in the morning, who they don't recognize, um, and he shouts, Hey friends, don't you have any fish? (laughs) Which, although this wasn't Jesus' intention... Imagine if you'd been out all night, caught nothing, and then some bloke shouts at you, haven't you professional fishermen caught any fish? You must be rubbish at your jobs. But um, luckily, Jesus doesn't taunt them. Um, he tells uh, them to throw their nets on the other side of the boat. And they catch um, a 153 fish, which is actually written in the Bible, which means someone actually counted the fish afterwards, which I think is quite amazing. Um, And this um, miracle that Jesus performed um, was very, very similar to the the first miracle he performed um, when Jesus met met Peter. Um, Again, Peter hadn't had a very good night, hadn't caught any fish. Um, They were pretty exhausted and had given up. Um, And Jesus um, says to lower their nets. Um, And they get so many fish um, that they have to get their friends James and John over to help them. Although, for some reason, they didn't count the number of fish they caught then. So I'm not quite sure why they decided to count it a second time. But when um, Jesus performs this miracle again, um, Simon Peter suddenly realized that the, the bloke on the, on the beach is Jesus. Um, it sort of stirs something in him, so that must be the, our Lord. Um, and we, uh, we pick this up uh, in John chapter 21, verse 7. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, He wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about 100 yards. When they landed, they saw a a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish we have caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net shore. It was full of large fish, 153. Even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. Now, um, I love this account so much because Jesus doesn't spend hours over a stovetop. He makes breakfast for and for his friends with a simple, simple meal of fish and bread. Um, but really what Jesus is doing here is, uh, yes, he's providing food for them, but ultimately Jesus is meeting their needs. Um, yes, they're hungry after a, a hard night's work, but more importantly, he spends time with his friends who were missing him and struggling after, after his death. You know. After proclaiming to follow him, they, um, and after Jesus had, uh, had died, they were, they were too scared to carry on with their ministry and they, uh, they ran back into being fishermen and what they'd done before they met Jesus. And that's really the key to my message this morning. Serving those around us isn't about what we can do, but about what we can do to others and for others, uh, both in the church and outside of the church. It says um, in the NIV Life Application Study Bible, available in all good bookshops, <laughs> Christian hospitality differs from social entertaining. Entertaining focuses, focuses on the host. The home must be spotless, the food must be well-prepared and abundant, the host must appear relaxed and good-natured. Hospitality, by contrast, focuses on the guests. Their needs, whether for a place to stay, nourishing food, a listening ear or acceptance, are the primary concern. Hospitality can happen in a messy home, it can happen around a dinner table where the main dish is canned soup, it can even happen while the host and the guests are doing chores together. Don't hesitate to offer hospitality just because you're too tired, too busy, or not wealthy enough to entertain. Guys, it's not about the food, the environment. It's about meeting the, the needs of those around us um, our guests. Um, and Jess and I love entertaining, as in the actual definition of the word. We, we, we love um, cooking up a big feast for people and doing trying new recipes and, and you know, having uh, the nicest things for the people we invite, invite um, around. And this is like quite, you know, quite shifting for us and quite, um, quite challenging, really. So. I can be rest assured, if you come round, and uh, from now on, I hope you like carrot and potato soup. <laughs> with with absolutely no seasoning or any taste whatsoever. Because it's not about the food. It's, um, it's about our amazing company instead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jess is amazing, not mine. Not mine. It's, um, it's as simple to share what you have already, um, and to not dress it up, and um, that's the, really the core of this message. Um, just for the sake of sharing it with others, it just makes it simple. If we remove the, the pence, r- remove um, the barrier, uh, we should see it more in our own lives, um, of us being ho- um, hospitable to those around us. It's just there should be a natural response uh, once we remove that barrier uh, barrier of entry. Um, we all know that Jesus is the king, but did you know that he was also the king of inviting himself around other people's houses? Um, this was the thing to do um, at the time. You know, the traveling preacher came around to your house if he was in the neighborhood. It was you know, a, clear, a clear honor for people to have, have the person um, around their house. But Jesus turns up in some funny places. Um, he's at Matthew's house. He's at Zacchaeus' house. And, you know, he's dining with sinners, and some of the Pharisees go up and say, you know, why are you with these, um, these sinful people? But um, Jesus was um, the most hospitable person um, in, 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 the entire, in the entire world, in the entire um, of history. And he didn't even have his own house, which is just amazing. Or um, as I put it here, Jesus is the host with the most. But um, the uh, Gospels are crammed um, with examples of, of Jesus meeting the needs of those around him. Um, I'd just like to, to share a few um, of those um, this morning with you as they still speak such life um, Uh, to us um, today. Um, Another one of my favorite accounts is that of Mary and Martha. Um, I'll just read this quickly uh, in Luke chapter 10, verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. Much, much happier to be hiding in the kitchen, um, away from everyone, doing doing the the background work, not not standing at the front. Oh well. (laughs) I've (laughs) no idea what I'm doing here. Um, But uh, Martha, what Martha did is she worried about the entertaining of of Jesus and the disciples. She she worried about the outward appearance of her home and what she was providing this uh, this holy man and this this well-renowned teacher. What did Martha indeed? She, she really needed to spend time with Jesus. That's ultimately what she, what she needed and what her, what her soul craved for. Did you know that the world is not going to end if the pots and pans aren't clean in the kitchen? Um, can you turn me up so uh, Jess can hear this in the back? <laughs> the world is not going to end. But um, Jesus says it can wait. It can all wait. Relax, relax in my presence. Listen to my teaching, says Jesus. You are accepted and you are worthy. Another really good account is uh, Jesus washing the disciples' feet during the Last Supper. Um, John 13, verse 2 says, The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with a the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash, wash my feet. Jesus, Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part of me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath and don't need to wash their feet, their whole body is clean. Now hopefully we've all had a, a bath or shower this morning. But um, I think it's really clear to say to we and um, for, for those uh, believers, we've had a bath and that Jesus has, um, has taken um, those <laughs> sins, sins away from us. But um, life is, is often very dusty. Um, you know, um, we can be quite selfish. Sometimes we really, really want the pirate ship and we don't want the other person to have the pirate ship. Um, but then Jesus comes along and he washes our feet and he, and it, you know, he takes it and he takes the sin away from us. Um, and if we go back to the, the story of Jesus giving his friends some breakfast on the beach, um, he asked P- Peter three times if he loved Jesus. And, and this was um, Peter's repentance um, from when he denied Jesus three times um, after Jesus had been arrested. Which um, I just love, um, I love that as um, repentance. Um, because, you know, normally we think repentance is saying sorry, and then, you know, an hour, in my case, or 24 hours later, we do the same thing. But... Literally, here, the repentance was literally saying the opposite um, to what Peter had said previously, literally turning, turning about, which is the true yeah. meaning of repentance. In that moment, Jesus knew that Peter needed repentance and offered it to him in, a, in an easy way. Um, and in those moments, in the day-to-day, Jesus comes along, alongside us. Phil, do you love me? I, you know, have I... Um Have I rejected Jesus? Have I claimed not to know Jesus in my workplace, for example? Um, And and Jesus continues to do the things that he did in the New Testament in our lives. But he's also a really good example to copy um, for those around us. Do you know a brother or sister that needs Jesus? Invite them around, have some food, and just chat about what God's done. Spend time in his presence together, just as um, Martha was to spend time in Jesus' presence. Only Jesus can forgive sins, but did you know we can forgive each other if we mess up sometimes, time to time? And we can, um, a really, really important thing is to point to the forgiveness in our own lives and to what Jesus has done for us. Just when Jesus washed the disciples' feet. The brave one, the courageous one, if you think some, someone's done something wrong, nudge them gently. If it's helpful and if it builds them up, so we're not sort of, Saying, talking about splinters in other people's eyes, we're saying we're lovingly removing the plank from our own eye and saying, "What about that thing that we? I didn't think that was quite right." But you know, only if it builds builds them up and, and supports them. It's um, it's amazing, just such what um, such an example that Jesus is um, today. One last thought. Um, did you actually know that the um, actual word hospitality um, in um, the passage that we're looking at um, is uh, philoxenia, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, um, which is about love to strangers. Um, so, yes, we had to love each other with brotherly affection, let's bear each other's burdens, don the cape, don the superhero cape, and meet people's needs, share with what we have. But um, Jesus prompts us to go out into the dying, hurting world, um, outside of this place, outside of this building. And God's hope is big enough for all of them, um, just as it is for us as well. Um, Isaiah 61 says, The spirit of the sovereign Lord is in me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all all who mourn, And provide for those who Mm -hmm. grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Hospitality starts at home, but it doesn't end there. Let's proclaim the good news to the poor, let's bind the brokenhearted. Proclaim freedoms for the captives. Release the prisoners from darkness. Proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Proclaim that Jesus is coming back and he will judge those that aren't following him. And let's comfort those who mourn. Jesus, uh, this is uh, in Luke 14:12. Uh, Jesus said to his host, when you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back, and so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Um, I've got time to share another quick story. Um, We're involved in um, churches together, uh, where all of the churches in Stratford meet together to coordinate and to... Uh, to share what they're doing and to do some um, ecumenical work together in Stratford. Um, and uh, me and Jim went to one of these um, ecumenical <laughs> meetings, um, which um, was at St. Andrews, uh, and wasn't quite explained to us. It was a, a very, very high even song, uh, where we were sort of expecting a sort of a low-bar prayer or worship together. And um, as um, I, cy- I stupidly cycled there, so as I got there, Probably quite late. I was very very sweaty, and um, so I went. I rushed to the bathroom, not knowing that the it had started. The um, the meeting had started, um, and as I came in, um, they actually started prese- processing into. I didn't realise they did this. They process <laughs> into the service in a line, um, so I tried to make a joke that um, the queue was very long, and that did not go down very well. <laughs> um, but then um, the um, I, I don't know the technical name, but the person leading the service. Um, ushered me to go in between the choir who were processing in and them who were processing in at the back. So as I was walking in, I was trapped between these two people. <laughs> and they were walking very, very slowly, so I tried to walk along them, playing it, playing it casual, you <laughs> know, speaking to people I knew. I think Andy was there, and I, was, I just walked up to Andy, and I was like, save me, Andy, save me. <laughs> um, but... Um, in that moment, I didn't really know what to expect. And I, I kind of judged the service. Um, and then the, um, the preach was on that, that, that passage that um, I just gave you, and it just blew me and jumped straight over. It's such, a, such a hard passage. Um, you know, we love having our friends over for dinner, but we don't think about those on the street that possibly can't provide for themselves. Um, and it says in the passage, the, um, the crippled, the lame, the, the blind, and the poor. And it's just a real, real challenge to us on on who we're who we're inviting over and who we're sharing um, our time and our possessions with. Um, and this leads me on to um, the link because we um, we have a, a perfect opportunity this week to, to demonstrate this um, in action, which again is a very good coincidence, well well planned, well planned. Um, I, I'd encourage you to get involved um, with the link if you can. Um, if you can't make time, um, I'd encourage you to pray for it and to, to really invest in it. And, This is um, a really, really big calling for us as a church to to step out and to to serve those that um, are homeless um, and don't have um, permanent lodging um, in the town. And um, confirm this morning, we can bribe you with David's food, which needs to be experienced at least once in your life. So um, if you can get down there just to try David's food and help out, then that's a a bonus. Um, And you never know if you help out, you might even meet an angel, because it says in Hebrews 13, not forget to show hospitality to strangers for by doing so some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Which um, I think would be pretty cool to have a story about how you served an angel or something. Um, I'm just going to um, close uh, in prayer. We'll all close our eyes. Jesus, thank you that you are the best example of hospitality, Lord. Thank you that there's just endless, endless stories in the Bible of of you meeting those the, the needs of those around you, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you meet all of our needs, Lord. Jesus, I just pray that you will work in us, Father. Help us to let people into our mess, Father, to see our true lives. Help us to share our burdens with others, Lord, to be honest and to drop the pretense, Father. And Give us uh, courage, Lord, to meet those burdens uh, with what you've blessed us with. Thank you for the, the rich blessings you've bestowed upon us, Lord. I'd just like to um, pray for a few people. Um, there's just two things I'd like to, to pray about this morning, um, if you keep your eyes closed. Um, I think there's some, um, some Marthas um, this morning. Um, like me, you like hiding behind. Hiding behind the service. You, you, know, you might come here every Sunday and, and you love setting out the chairs, but um, Jesus is saying, sit down next to me. You're accepted, you're, you're wanted, you belong here. And if you, if you think that's you, then um, if you could be brave enough to stand or to raise your hand or to, to have an outward expression. And secondly, I just, um, I think um, whilst I've been preaching this morning, God's put some people on your heart. It might be someone um, specific for you, um, a friend from work, um, or someone you know that may be a homeless person in the street, um, and God's either either given you a plan or given you um, a passion to serve that person, and um, I think you may need some courage in that, to to follow that through. um, It feels really good to get something from God and get a clear picture from God on a Sunday, but carrying that out on a Monday is the the challenge. And again, if that's you, um, would you stand? Guys, um, could we um, just um, pray for those that um, are standing around us? If you could... um, have a quick look to your left and right behind you to to see if there's anyone that, that needs prayer.